You're listening to the Nutmeg Arena by the Nutmeg Assist. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Nutmeg Arena podcast brought to you by the Nutmeg Assist. I'm Ritwik, the host for this show today and and today on this episode we have a really really special guest on our podcast. He's been here before once last year and he was a tremendous guest as well last year and I'm really honored to have him on the show again. So please welcome Mr. Ilko Shatori, the coach, the head coach of the Kerala Blasters. So welcome Ilko to the show again. Thank you so much for the coming back to the show. Good evening. Um honored uh, back at you to uh, to have me back on the show. Anything that has to do with football, talk about football, I always uh, happy to uh, to participate. So uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, yeah, we are looking forward to enjoying this podcast as much as the listeners probably because we'll be talking uh, a lot more about the ISL season and you know, what has improved this year and a little bit towards the end we'll be uh, discussing a little bit on the Champions League probably and yeah and that's pretty much it and we have a, uh, a question from a fan as well so we'll be addressing right. that in the end as well so yeah so all right Fire away. Yeah. <laughs> so probably my first question would be no uh I mean last season actually when we had our first podcast with you uh yes. you were actually appointed the head coach of the Blasters but you hadn't managed the game and probably you you ha- you did not experience what the coachy uh, atmosphere was like as the home manager. So you know especially so how would you and how did you feel this season you know, managing the blasters and the coaching atmosphere as well in the jawaharlal nehru stadium um first of all one of my my strengths but also my weaknesses is my honesty uh, i do believe that in life um being honest being straightforward uh, gets you uh, the best results uh, what does that mean that um and it is a little bit of a yeah how could i say that maybe a, a, a cultural difference between uh where i come from in holland and india in india is maybe a little bit more diplomatic so before we start i i like to be honest i like to say it as it is i like to uh, to things that come from my heart uh so um sometimes i misunderstood that means sometimes people think i'm arrogant sometimes people think um how would i say that uh yeah i, I don't have an other word for it but for before we start talking before we get into uh, to my answers everything comes from my heart everything comes from honesty that's the thing i would would like to start with um the kala blasters is a is a fantastic club um the moment uh, i started uh, i got a lot of messages a lot of uh, responses from fans on instagram on facebook etc coach we need this coach we need that coach we need to play this style coach uh, why don't we try this <laughs> so it has a huge huge impact now one of the things uh, is beautiful in a football club if you have people who are passionate who are who love their club and uh, that is always a, a good thing for a coach the opposite side of it is of course is if you have i think yeah kela blasters has a million over a million followers on on instagram that means there are over a million fans yeah they all have an opinion and 
the football culture, the football background, or even the culture in generally in in India, is a little bit like um, expecting right away a result. And history has proven you can go to so many clubs uh, in Europe, uh, in Asia, doesn't matter, is that results in football, they don't depend on just a coach, not just a few players uh, and not uh, just the, 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 your background. As I said, for instance, Kerala Blasters has a huge background in India. All those three things, they need to fit together. And one of the things that I really liked joining this club is that the club has a huge background, as in a huge fan base it has a history uh, at the same time the club is pretty unstable in six seasons it had six uh, nine coaches and that says something about the club so for me it was a huge challenge to uh, to take on this uh, this job um, last year with with northeast uh, a club with the lowest budget um, we had a small uh, small team never qualified also has a huge fan base basically we managed to um, to get a good result uh, and I wanted to to do that same thing with uh, with Kerala Blasters. Um, our first home game, we won. Uh, I was very happy to give the fans that uh, that result. But in the end, uh, yeah, looking back, I think still we had good results. Uh, we improved on a lot of levels. But getting those results in, yeah, they depend on a few things. And unfortunately, we were unlucky this season, especially with the injuries. Um, and and uh, yeah, to give you an example, um, yeah, we played eight. 18 games, and from those 18 games, uh, the first game only, that was against ATK, we had seven foreigners. All the other games, I had sometimes only three foreigners, uh, and every game I had to switch. So, for the fans, for the fans that is a huge, they will say, yeah, coach, we don't give a shit, we don't care about, uh, about all this, we want you to win. But that part, that cultural part is, is missing sometimes in India, that you need to understand that these things, a club with that magnitude and with 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 in in six seasons never been champion going up and down there needs to be some change and i know exactly what to do about it i know what the problem is but uh, yeah uh, hopefully you also get that support from fans from club um, clubs yeah. like man club like manchester united they're struggling now since uh, uh, ferguson is gone and we're talking about the highest highest level and we're talking about uh, probably the most valued club in the world and they're still not getting it right so it's not just that easy it's not just like okay we just need a player like this because I get so many messages about we need Joju Josu or what's his name we need this player back it's not that easy and that and that cultural part that 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 part is sometimes for me difficult Uh, it's not difficult to deal with but uh, because as a coach you cannot speak out on everything Uh, and I think one of the things I really try to do from the beginning uh, is try to communicate a little bit with the clubs uh, with the the fans Um, especially either if it's on Twitter or not not to go into details or not going into discussions but to give some explanations and not not all people like that And, and, and as I said I think the first hurdle, the first main obstacle for a coach in, in Kerala is is the fans. You need to win them. And then the rest hopefully will start falling into place. So it was a it was a huge task, that's for sure. Yeah, and uh, like you said about the culture, um, if you see the Western culture, the culture in England or the Netherlands, your home country, or if you look at Spain, Germany, Italy, etc., 
okay the okay football has changed a lot you know in the in the last few years and you see people of the fans losing patience especially the younger generation but if you look at the older generation they are fans who, who tend to stick with the manager you know even when you have bad results you want your fans to support you thick and thin throughout a season so that is what the western culture tells us you know the, the, the lot of good things that western cult the western culture teaches us and we have also a few bad things as well like the fan rivalry when it gets when it gets really really nasty as well but uh, i've been very active on twitter i am very active on twitter so like you said you are a really really active person on twitter as well you interact with a lot of fans and sometimes i see and i'm like wow this is great because you never see a manager interact so much with their fans try to connect so much with their fans that's actually a really really good thing and uh, most importantly when you had a set of a series of bad results in the middle of the season there were a few shouts the fans getting impatient as well but something that the fans had forgotten was you no know, i actually did a video on this for the nat mega sis as well so like like you mentioned it a few minutes earlier um you had to change the squads a lot of times and losing sandesh jingen your captain at the beginning of the season before you even kicked the ball that was a huge huge blow actually when you lose a figure like sandesh jingen the captain of the team it's it's actually a huge mental blow to the team as well so absolutely th- yeah that was a hard thing for your team and despite that uh, you guys performed well and i vaguely remember a few wonderful performances where you guys scored a lot of goals and uh, to be honest you you you're actually a really animated manager as well and i like the passion and i think the fans have connected more with you i think uh, as probably as a neutral who's observing the game i feel you've done a really really good job at kerala it's always not easy to go into a new club and probably you know kickstart the the kickstart going going and delivering the huge huge success in your first season as well there's always a settling period a manager requires and most importantly you need your players to be fit so like you said <coughs> yeah i think it, it's it's been a tough period for you but you've done pretty well and probably my next question for you would be like um like you had a lot of injury crisis in the team uh, yeah. but uh, you know how do you cope up with this all these injuries because the pressure gets to you 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 see the fans demanding a lot of things and especially when results don't go your way so what was your reaction because when 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 we actually saw you we saw a really you know calm and composed elko shatori who is who's trying his level best and i think that kind of got transmitted to the fans as well in the end because last season uh, when david james was the manager results weren't going the way neither was the performances but and the fans got really really restless but this season was a lot lot different as well so yeah so that actually speaks a lot about you so my question for you is like how were you able to cope with all those injuries and you know what was your plan um see one of the things is and fans not always not always uh, see or they they don't actually see that what i'm going to tell you now is uh, and it's not something you're going to 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 shout on media uh, regarding for instance we played we played bangalore we played to goa uh, uh, we played even chennai but chennai unfortunately two times i was not on the bench by the way uh, but those teams all the managers or players they came to us even after games uh, and uh, speaking that we really outplayed them or we really uh, uh, dominating now 
Dominating does not mean because I always get a little bit irritated when I hear that on, on comments or that I'm some kind of a coach who loves ball possession. No, I don't love ball possession. If we can go in two passes forward, we go in two passes forward. I like to dominate. And if it's in 20 passes or in three passes, it doesn't matter. But I don't like to give the ball away very easy to the opponent. Now, one thing for sure, if you look at uh, the statistics, uh, we are second after Goa uh, with even a depleted team to play, to play on ball possession on the half of the opponent. Is that Does that mean that every time we are on the half of the opponent? No, sometimes you need to take the ball to the keeper and you go to the other side. But I got criticized there in the beginning many times that uh, we play back to the keeper. People only see that if you don't score a goal, because go look at Goa, how many times they play to the keeper and then go forward. They have a player in, in, in the team like uh, Jahu, who in one pass suddenly put the ball to Koro and he scores. And we were missing that this season. But the part is, I think that we did was we dominated many games. Uh, secondly, we had one of the highest crosses in the league and you don't, you don't give, you cannot give, have the highest amount of crosses if you play ball possession in your own half. That means it has to happen on the opponent half. Does that mean that was always good, those crosses? No, because we struggled a lot with, uh, with, uh, with the wing players in the, in the beginning. Um, but overall, what is a very key uh, uh, point is that uh, from the first game till the last game, uh, I think the players showed at all times that they wanted to fight. That they, We had many games where we had a comeback, where we showed the resilience, uh, but in the end still didn't win. And then comments were made like, oh, we gave the game away. Uh, but that has to do with quality. One of the, the, the biggest part or biggest issue was our, our, our keepers. Uh, I think uh, all three were not up to par, but, and I didn't recruit them in the beginning of the season. And that is not a complaint. And I'm going to repeat that. That is not a complaint uh, because I work with what I have. It was the same thing with my defensive backline, uh, where in the beginning of the season we had Zuiverloon, uh, Jairo and Sandesh. Sandesh got injured. Jairo uh, arrived with an injury. He only played three games. He was playing with an injection. Uh, when he went out, uh, we had to bring in another Indian defender. That was uh, uh, Raju. Now, it is not like uh, we had a lot of choices that means it's not like we just can pick the best possible. There's a huge uh, lack of good central defenders in India. So we had to go for the, the best possible option who was a bit fit. Uh, so Raju came in. And then the fourth game, the fourth game, uh, Gianni Zuiverloon got, uh, got injured. So basically, in your back line, the goalkeepers, uh, in this case, uh, TP Renesh last season, he hardly played with me in, uh, in Northeast. Uh, but the club recruited him uh, before I came. Uh, and I'm, I'm not complaining about it. That's just the fact. The other two goalkeepers, they have zero uh, ISL experience. Um, the defense line I just explained to you. And for instance, on the right back position, uh, Rakip. I think Rakip made a lot of progress, young player. But uh, the player behind him, uh, Tara, he was all the season injured. Except the last three, four games where I had the chance to make a change there. So in the end... I think we really showed character. I think we dominated games. We outplayed some uh, some teams. But in the end, in the back, the goalkeeper position and the defense line was not strong enough. Uh, and uh, last season with Northeast, I had the best defensive record of the league. Uh, 
does that mean suddenly now I'm going to do something different that I did last year? No, it has to do with, with that. You, you have to work with the qualities that you have. And uh, we scored the highest amount of goals in the history of, uh, of Kerala, but also we got the highest amount of goals against us. And I know exactly why. Uh, I just explained it to you. Uh, on top of that, even the, in the on the midfield, um, we had constantly changes. Uh, like Mario Arcas from the first day injured till the last day. Uh, Sido, who grew into a, his role very well, got injured on his ankle. Uh, so base and the, and what's his name? Mustafa had three games or four games was injured. So basically, on the midfield also was constantly unstable. We played with an 18-year-old boy Jackson, who uh, who still yeah under that pressure from the fans uh, still did well. But is that already good enough? Can you compare that what you have with with Goa with? Uh, um, Jahu, who gives those balls, no. And so you will lack certain qualities, but I think overall we still did uh, did pretty well. Uh, and the, what, what, what annoys me most is that our injuries, and I mean we had a lot of them with the foreigners, uh, was was spoken about many times in the media about, yeah, okay, but everyone has injuries. But and Jamshedpur and uh, even ATK with, with uh, what's his, uh, that, that striker that got injured or uh, Bangaluru, it was all, uh, or, or uh, Odisha was also, yeah, this team is different without their, uh, without a striker, they have injury. We're talking about one or two injuries and there it was a problem and for us it was not a problem. And what I'm, what I, what I know is because we are still, we're somehow performing or putting on a, a decent show. So people then think, oh, these injuries are not, uh, not that important. While I think we worked really, really hard uh, in, uh, in uh, uh, getting the best possible formation, because I also had to change the formation at a certain point. Uh, I like to play 4-3-3, uh, but because we had less foreigners and I could not keep Messi on the bench, uh, with, and we play every time with two or three foreigners only. So I had to change to a 4-4-2. Uh, there was a lot of criticism on uh, on Messi in the beginning of the season. Uh, how can we bring this player? He didn't score anywhere. Um, then there was criticism that the cooperation between Bart. And Messi was not so good. No, I worked a lot and hard on that to uh, to get them tactically in the right positioning. And that started flowing. And those two players were the only two foreigners that played four, five, six games together. And it started to be a, a, a big, big threat. And only that part only proves... That proves that if you really want to get results, you need to have consistency. And over a season of 18 games... I would say 70-80%, you need to play with the same starting 11. Sometimes here and there, if a player is out of form, you change. But if every time you have changes, and we had basically 17 changes in a row, not because I wanted to, just because I had to, yeah, that 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 brings inconsistent results. Uh, and in the end, also, a lot of... We were also, by the way, a few times very unlucky with uh, with referee decisions, by the way. Because in the end, we had seven draws. Seven draws is also a lot. So still not losing, but still putting in a, a decent performance. Yeah, actually, uh, like you said, Messi Bully actually found his rhythm later in the season when Nobart was keeping on scoring. Ogbeche was an absolute beast for you guys this season. And I think the fans are so much happy with the way that uh, Bart, Bart has performed this season. And they really, really want him to stay beyond the season as well at the club. So, yeah, yeah like you said, when Messi and uh, Bart was coming into the picture together, 
they were actually putting in a lot of amazing performances the team was starting to gel in and they were actually you know connecting really really well with each other but also but there, like but there said, was yeah but there was like, criticism they said they yes. don't they don't match up really well together so yeah and it, i worked very hard to make it work yeah it's basically like what what i what i mentioned earlier it's it's probably down to the la- lack of patience shown by the fans but most yes. importantly what i would like to ask you is that you guys literally had a really really short pre-season do you think the lack of you no know, good pre-season is something that needs to be addressed i, I mean, i'm not just even talking about the blasters but the isl clubs as a whole do you think you guys need to be a little bit more active in pre-season probably play a lot of more clubs probably travel to europe or or the us or probably in some other asian countries like japan and probably thailand as well who who are really good uh, in football these days as well right if you look at the isl teams uh, in six seasons it looks like all teams going back in budget so started uh, with with spending a lot of money to in this season all teams went back in budget um, that also means it has consequences for choosing your pre-season pre-season is not cheap uh, especially if you want to go abroad now kela i i always want a minimum of 6 weeks and a maximum of 8 weeks of pre-season uh, that is is a perfect way to prepare your team uh, i all discussed this uh, last uh, year before the season started um the club decided to go to dubai um uh, that planning was made i went to see the facilities all good uh, and the moment we arrived in dubai um i think we stayed there for a week suddenly uh, the the pre-season had to be cancelled because of financial issues from uh, from a sponsor I, i'm not going to go into details uh, and that means that all the planning that we made so basically a physical preparation uh, before a season is you start with planning your games all your games over those six weeks or over the eight weeks and then you work backwards uh, choosing your physical trainings because you cannot just at any time do physical training you have to have a good relation between uh, intensity and rest so the first starting point is the games and then you choose your trainings so when that program is is completely being uh, put upside down because uh, they cancel the pre-season after one week we came back to india and then you have to start that whole process all over again but then it's too late because there were no good opponents we had to wait till the last moment uh, before we know who are we going to play uh, as pre-season uh, opponents and those opponents were not always from the highest level so that means the whole six weeks or eight weeks planning is being upside down and you have to do it from day to day and see from what can we do next week and yeah that is that is crucial uh, or that is disastrous for a, a proper uh, physical uh, preparation for the for the for the season so for us that was disastrous yeah and also uh, i mean the performances of the likes of jessel haku probably and uh, sahal as well probably uh they they probably might have not you know performed the way most kerlites or you know, the blasters fans would have actually wanted to because they expect a lot from their fans but you no know, how do you sum up the performances of these kids and also rahul kp your new signing this season you know, yeah. how do you think about uh, what do you think about rahul and you know, uh, his development because i saw you probably say on twitter that his potential is really good and he's really improving there by day so 
probably a few words on these players like Haku, uh, Sahal, Rahul and Jessel as well. Okay, um, I always have to be careful to talk about players because that can always be interpreted in a complete wrong way. Uh, one thing Definitely. I stand for and I, I, I put my chest forward and my proud forward that any player I work with, I give it everything to make him a better player. Um, when you take Jessel uh, and put that in perspective, Jessel uh, comes from Goa League. So the last three, four seasons, I don't know how long exactly he played Goa League. He didn't even play I League. So the step, the step from that level to the ISL level is a huge step. So him playing all, he's the only player who played all 18 games and he made a lot of progress. So I'm very proud that I got that player to, to that level. Of course, 90% he did himself, but the 10% that I, that he fit into the system and get, give, get him some, some knowledge on how to play, where to play, etc. that I'm happy that I could uh, contribute to. Uh, KP, I think, has a huge potential, uh, but is still young. And uh, unfortunately, got uh, got two times an injury. Uh, the first two the first two games, uh, uh, Holy Charan started. I was not happy. Then uh, KP got his chance. He he scored against the Hyderabad. Then we went to uh, Bangalore. He did really well, but got an injury there. So the biggest part of the season, he was out uh, with his hamstring. Unfortunately, because I think he has huge potential. Uh, Haku, I know Haku already for a long time. I think Haku is a is a fantastic character. Uh, but sometimes makes mistakes that, um, how would I say that, is a matter of concentration because his basics are good. Um, he played, I think, four games in total. Um, but yeah, the game against um, Jamshedpur after ATK, we won against Jamshedpur where he got uh, this red card that killed us, uh, where we had to continue with, uh, with 10 players uh, and we got hugely even criticized to lose that game. We even came in front uh, with 10 players, we did everything we could. Uh, but yeah, as I said, Haku also lacks some time of playing. Uh, but he uh, overall, he, uh, he he did his best. Uh, Sahal is a complete uh, different story. I have here his st- statistics in front of me. And basically, uh, from the last 47 games he played in the last two years, uh, in those 47 games, he basically had two assists and one goal. Now, he had a lot of starts, and I'm talking about the, the what is it? Uh, Kerala Blasters last season, Kerala Blasters this season, and the national team. And he got a lot of starts also on his good position. And either you start on the wing, or either you start behind the strike or midfield, that doesn't matter. If you're a professional football player, you cannot keep on making excuses. And I'm talking more about people around him that say, yeah, but he's not playing in his position. Nonsense. I come from a country when a talent uh, gets his chance. Many times he starts on the wing because it's a bit easier. But overall, he had a lot of... uh, uh, let me see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 times from those 47 games, he was a substitute. All the rest he started. So I'm talking last year, this year, and national team. Um, the thing is, and this is what people don't understand, uh, I think, and I'm going to say it out loud, I think Sahal has amazing football qualities. A street footballer. That means he has something special. He can make the dribble. He can outplay a player 1v1. But to play in a system, it's not just one or two times doing something nice and then it's over. Because if you play 47 games, 
yeah. and you have have two assists and only one goal, that means there's something lacking. And I know exactly what it is. Uh, but sometimes I think people around him they push him too hard, they put too much, they pra- praise him too much on the on social media, etc. And I I think a player like that should be um, uh, protected and helped. You don't help him by every time saying how great you are and how good, but you also need to need to prove that. And I started that process, uh, but it is not always easy because I get more criticism for not. For instance, letting him start. Last year I had, for instance, in, in Northeast uh, Putia, a very good midfielder came from the I League, but he didn't start in the mid in the in the midfield. He started after four or five games. I put him on the wing. He got a little bit acquainted, and then the last few games, few times he played on the midfield. So it's it's a process. But the biggest problem, the biggest problem for Sahal is that he doesn't come from a professional background, football background. He comes from a football school in Abu Dhabi, uh, where it's not like competitive football. It's it's it, it's more like a, yeah, how do you call that? I don't know how what what the exact name is. So for him to get used to playing a team, playing a role, these things take time. Last season, he played maybe many games, but as I said, the numbers of assists and goals is 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 not there. Uh, so it's all about trying to learn to play in a system. And the last two three games where he played on the wing, he did really well. And what I'm talking about, he really started to work. Did his role, uh, and then it is a matter of time that that to find your freedom with using your quality is a matter of time. So I have nothing against Sahel. Uh, I really try to help him, but it also has to come from both sides. That means people should try to see a little bit uh, the story behind it. As I said, 47 games, two assists and one goal. That that that. that uh, so this is not a criticism. This is just a f- these are facts. Yeah, to be honest, uh, Elko. I mean, when you are a ho- the, when you are homegrown player, you actually t- tend to get more support. And even when probably you are on a rough patch, probably you will actually have that little bit more support than the other players or probably the manager as well. So pro- I think probably that has happened with Sahal as well. Like you said, uh, two assists and a goal in 47 games for a midfielder, and who's who's not a def- defensive midfielder as well. It's 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 yeah. not a good return at all because you need more. You need assists. You need goals from your midfielders, and that's what. But, uh, yeah. But let me let me interrupt you there because for me that part at this moment is not the most important. Look at Radim last year with Northeast. It took a whole season, a whole season for him to play to score one goal. But he played with me the whole season. Why? Because he did his basic things, and he made a huge step forward. Now, it's even if Sahal would not give me any assist or any goal this season, as long as he learns how to play in the system, it's a matter of time to find your rhythm. So I'm not judging him on that, but people will keep on saying like, yeah, but he's not playing in his in his position. He had a few four or five starts on his position, uh, and even with the national team and even last year. So the return there is not there. But and I know why it is not not the return because he plays on intuition. He he plays on. On uh, he doesn't anticipate the situation, and that's a learning process. And and I come from a country where where uh, we we thrive on on giving uh, uh, talents a chance. So I know what I'm talking about. It's not like I have anything against Sahel or or, uh, and I, I did everything I can to uh, to help him. But unfortunately, sometimes around him, the 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 pressure that is is on him or the people that 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 guiding him, yeah, they. They put him too much on a platform. Sometimes it's better to step back and focus only on football, not on social media, nothing, just focus on football. 
Okay, great. So, yeah, that that's probably with uh, the Blasters, your season, you've actually summed up. And for me personally, I definitely loved your performance against Hyderabad, the 5-1 win against Hyderabad. Uh, to be honest, yeah. I think initially you guys looked a little bit shaky, but yep, you started scoring and that that was really, really a top-class performance from your team. And you no, know, that, that was my favorite performance of the season from the Blasters. Okay. Yeah, and uh, the next question for you probably it's about Bangalore and also Chennai. So Chennai yes. and Bangalore were two teams that were actually not on the right track, or probably say they were pretty much slow at the beginning of the season. Yes. Chennai got a change in the, they actually went for a different manager in the, between the seasons. Yes. They brought in Owen Coyle, and yes. I probably am a a good fan of Coyle because I watched the Premier League and. The way he actually took Burnley to the Premier League and the way he yeah. actually worked at Bolton Wanderers as well, that was really, really good of Coyle. Yes. He, he, he's a really good manager as well. And and if you look at Chennai now, they're into the ISL finals. The, so the turnaround yes. that Coyle has done at Chennai, it's, it, it's absolutely massive. And as for Bangalore as well, at one point, you think that they this is the season where they don't make it to the playoffs. And in the end, they do. So, no, that, 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 that's the difference probably. And probably, like you said, might be because of the quality in their squad and you know, a, few, a few basic things going right as well. So, you know, what, what are your takes on Chennai and Bangalore? And, and are you actually uh, surprised the way Coyle has changed uh, Chennai tactically? Uh, to be honest, as well as, yeah. let's start with Chennai. Uh, what is it, two seasons ago, uh, Chennai was champion, correct? Absolutely, yeah. So... One coach, uh, Gregory, uh, I remember I was at that time at Northeast with uh, Avram Grant and I had a feeling, uh, we, we said together, they will not reach the, the, the final. They were very disorganized but opportunistic. They were in a flow. They became champions. So the coach who, who made them champion, the next season becomes last. So you ask yourself, what is the logic in football and how do people... Uh, uh, look at football. So basically, uh, champion next season last. You start the next season where, uh, uh, yeah, they, in the, the first eight or nine games, I don't know how many games there were. They were also uh, almost last. A new coach comes in, new new vibe. The only thing that Oil Owen Coyle did two things. One is uh, he changed the midfield. Uh, that means he put two Indian who run their asses off. For uh, for the guys up front, you can see that, and he organized it defensively uh, much better, uh, because our first game against uh, Chennai last year, I I beat the Chennai twice, and only because of one reason, because they were very stretched, they were not defensively very very well organized, their attacking quality was there last year, even this year when the when Gregory started, but they didn't score, and most of the time probably. Uh, they got beaten a few times on the counter attack, and then the, the the morale goes down, and then yeah, you 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 go uh, the other way. But Owen Coyle did two things: one, very well uh, organized uh, the team, a bit more uh, compact, and he put two guys on the midfield that are uh, yeah running their asses off that 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 closes spaces etc. Because the striker and the guy behind the striker in the beginning of the season, I already liked them; they were really good. They, I really liked them uh, when we played them played against them unfortunately two times uh, I was not able to uh, to be on on the bench uh, and as I said I in my life I never been beaten by six goals 
uh, I think three. Your know, last year, one time with Goa was uh, but bef- I, normally I will never lose a game with three four zero, because uh, then I know what to do. So unfortunately, I was very 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 unhappy when we had to play uh, Chennai uh, two times uh, with um, yeah without me on the bench. Um, but that they are there, they have a good striker and they have a, a player good behind the, the defense. Of, sorry, behind the, the striker who is creative and a very solid midfield. Bangaluru, uh, to me, when we played in the last game, five games before that, they didn't score one goal from open play. And my biggest question would be the, the striker they had who went to Odisha. He didn't do anything at that uh, at that club. And he goes to Odisha and scored within three, four games. Well, how many goals? Five or six? On, uh, on who is it, right? On who, yes, yes, exactly. So yeah. you ask yourself, like... That says a little bit about the style of football that Bangaluru has. Um, and that is with respect, of course. Uh, but overall, Bangaluru, it's clear that their, their, uh, their basis, they're basically in the last three seasons almost with the same team. If here and there one changes, even one foreigner goes out, basically it's always the same setup. And the key point... The key point is that they have scoring ability, uh, even if the foreigners are there, uh, Chattery scores, and they have a goalkeeper that saves them points. There are a lot of games I can pick you out where where uh, the goalkeeper saved them some points, and that gives always confidence. And that's why at this point, uh, Bangaluru is still still, uh, still in that position. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, actually moving a little bit away from you know, the men's football, uh, I'm not sure if you probably have got time to catch it up, but in the we had the Indian Women's uh, Football League in India uh, and a few a few weeks back, and a club from Kerala, Gokulam Kerala, ended up as the champions, and it, okay. it was absolutely a really really good tournament. The whole tournament was held in Bangalore as well, and okay. I'm, I'm I'm not sure if you got a chance to catch it up because no. yep, the, uh, the season was going on. But, uh, yeah, the country is hosting the Under-17 uh, Women's World Cup as well later this year. So, no, uh, do you have anything to say about the, I mean, the, um, about women's football in India and you know, how things are actually no, progressing? I, I, so, I, I can't say anything technical or as in, as in fact I didn't see it or get any information about it. Of course, you see here and there on Twitter sometimes some... That, uh, that it was going on, but I didn't follow anything on it. Uh, but of course, it's a good development. Uh, people, uh, either men or women, being develop- uh, being uh, involved in sport, uh, especially when it's a top sport, is always good. And uh, if you, uh, as a country, get good results with your uh, women's football team uh, or any other sport, doesn't matter, is, is always a positive. Because I think in the end, youth, uh, boy or girl, need to have uh, role models. And uh, the best way, many times, uh, it happens in sports. In India, probably it's a lot with Bollywood, like movie stars, etc. But it's also good if you get that through uh, through sports. And if uh, if the women's team do really well, that is, is also good for for the for the girls in India. Yep, absolutely great. And uh, before we end up on the ISL or Indian football topic as a whole, um, would like to ask you a cheeky question. But are we going to see Ilko Shatori on the touchline at Kochi next season as well? Um, from December, January, I made it very clear to the to the club that I would love to stay, uh, that I'm interested in uh, taking this this um, this project to to a next level because I do think it's a uh, a transition uh, period. 
uh, I had a meeting with them uh, last week, and it's it's up to the club uh, what is going to happen. Uh, and I gave uh, the club some uh, a time, uh, basically, um, yeah, that I would like to have an answer because also I have to think about my future. I don't think there's much to evaluate about my qualities uh, because they work with me for a whole year. So I don't think there should be questions there. Uh, but till now, there is uh, is no answer. So I'm waiting on that answer. Okay, great. So probably a few of my uh, friends who are actually fans of Kerala Blasters would actually love to see you on the managing the club again and probably all the best to you as well on whatever it is going to happen yeah. in the future. And I made it. I made it clear that I would 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 love to stay in a very early stage. So uh, let's see what happens. Absolutely great. So let's drift away now from Indian football to a little bit of European football as well. So this season's Champions League actually has been a little bit more competitive, and mm-hmm. the first leg of all the games are done, and the second leg starts this week. So are you actually surprised by any result? any particular result as such because to be honest yes Champions League is a knockout tournament and it doesn't matter if you're off form if, if you are doing not so good in the league but Champions League is a different gravy it's a different type of game it's a different type of competition that's the that's the magic of the tournament especially and what do you think about the results in the Champions League the first leg results of the round of 16 of the under 16? What? The round oh, the of round, 16. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. I was, yes. <laughs> um, the, the, the results... Uh, look, first of all, Champions League is, is a tournament. And a tournament it has always special um, dynamics. That means you can see, for instance, teams who are really doing well uh, in a... What is it in a uh, in the, in the league uh, format yeah. in their country, and then in the Champions League suddenly they fail because most of the time it's like all or nothing, or because of all the traveling. Just that tournament itself it has special dynamics. That that that's for sure. Uh, I was happy that uh, Manchester City won against Real Madrid <laughs> uh, because uh, I really really hope that uh, that Guardiola wins it this year the 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 Champions League. And it's nonsense to say he can't win the Champions League or he's he's not the type of coach with that. It's just nonsense. Uh, it's just about, yeah, sometimes either you call it bad luck or uh, uh, how do you call it? Um, maybe you don't have your players fit. But as a, as a coach, I always enjoy most the, the team that plays a lot of football. Uh, to be honest, I watched the game... Um, Real Madrid against uh, Man City and I think Madrid was in the first part better and I was a bit surprised that uh, Guardiola was a bit more careful. They were playing a 4-4-2, a little bit more retreated, uh, but in the end still got a result uh, and uh, yeah, that, that, that in, eventually that is the most important in, in Champions League. Same like last year, yep. Ajax who did really, really well although in the end they were a little bit naive. They still kept playing in the last 5-10 to 10 minutes with uh, what was it with four or three defenders, and they should have killed that game. Um, but overall, I'm 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 looking at the not directly at the result. I just hope that we're going to see some uh, some good games. Um, so I'm um, yeah I'm looking forward to that. Okay, great. So probably this year we also have the Euro 2020 as well. Hopefully, yes. um, we hope uh, the, the situation in the world you know, with the coronavirus, I think it yeah. hopefully it gets settled up and 
hopefully we don't see you know, the tournament get cancelled as well because it's 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 really messed up the way uh, you know True. it's really yeah it's really been messing up the whole tricky. thing so very yeah, tricky absolutely tricky so yeah. yeah hopefully that goes through and what probably is your favorite footballing moment of the ISL your personal favorite probably this season um basically if if see i i if we the game we played against uh, against goa in goa um we scored a one goal uh, between messi and bart in the end they finished it uh, where we had 24 passes we completely outplayed them in the second half and that goal wasn't even mentioned once in in the whole media and they were like literally from the back building up 24 passes and in the end Messi finished it with a one two with uh, with Bart that was for me a, as a football moment a great great thing to see the things that you train uh, under the difficult circumstances uh, still putting in a, a football show or a football yeah the things that the, the what is it the the principles that you that you try to teach the players and score in that way was for me a highlight in in a football way uh, the result in ATK uh, where we basically the tactics we we used uh, were really good um, and got a result there uh, unfortunately in that game uh, from that game i got a suspension that is completely out of place uh that was the only game you said it in the beginning i'm a very animated person uh but that's the only game if you go look at it again where i was completely not animated and in the end three or four weeks after that game they gave me suddenly a suspension uh and that, yeah that was ridiculous so that was a low for me but at the same time winning at atk was was a good uh, good thing and for the club of course uh, the club in their history never beat it bangaluru uh and yeah we did and that was a, was a great win so i was also very proud of uh, of that so overall um these are the the football moments and the rest you look at um yeah some players that 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 developed like jessel uh, jackson who got his time um i think that uh, from the foreigners mustafa he really uh, he gelled well with the players we made him develop really well Uh, the combination between Bart and Messi. So overall, there are a lot of, I think, a lot of positives because in the end we scored the highest amount of goals in in uh, in the history of um, uh, Kerala, and that means that we had an attacking style. And yeah, I always try to be pro- progressive and try to yeah to give something to the supporters, and so that that were a little bit my highs, if you ask me. Great, and I, I probably think that the offside trap, the funny offside trap moment, probably yeah. was against <laughs> against ATK as well. Probably, yeah. yeah so that was. Yeah, like, that it's, was... it's no, it's it's something that is a weapon. Uh, yeah. I, of course, I instruct uh, the players uh, how to do it, but the moment to do it is especially, for instance, if you play against Bangalore, who is very strong in in set pieces, also ATK was. So we, and that is sometimes to break the morale. I, and this is in the hands of uh, of my captain in this case Bart. Uh, I tell him when you feel uh, it's the moment you do it. So it's not something that I'm going to give the signal because that doesn't work like that. Uh, the players need to feel okay. This is the moment. The only thing is we made really really sure uh, before the game, and I do that every game that the signal to give it has to be clear. Because sometimes if somebody's not hearing the signal or not hearing uh, when we're going to do it, yeah, then you can be you look like a fool. That 
maybe six, seven players going forward and one is staying. So we made sure that that that, that was communicated to everybody and uh, yeah, that worked really well. Yeah, so before we end the podcast, there is a question from one fan on Twitter who actually, from Rohit Rajiv, so he actually yeah. posted on Twitter saying that we have so many data collection and various websites that collect stats and a lot of things because you, you see a lot of analysts as well in football clubs these days. Yeah. And his question is, in a practical way, do you actually use these stats to help you with your game, the tactics and also the player performances and stuff like that? Any data is welcome, but I analyze a, a game very easy. Uh, there are two key things. One, how many chances did you create? And I talk about real uh, good opportunities to score. If you have many chances, that means offensively you're doing something well because scoring is very difficult. It's not if there was a formula or a uh, uh, yeah a formula for for scoring, then then that means no team will lose. So to score is very difficult. So the 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 next best thing, next best indicator, is uh, how many chances did you create. So that's the only data I, I first use. If we created a lot, then I go working backwards in, okay, why we didn't score or maybe the positioning was not right in front of goal or we shot too quickly or whatever the, whatever the, the, the reason would be. But the main data is how many real chances did you score? And the same other way around is uh, how many chances got you did you get against you? So from that, that uh, number, I will work backwards words like okay why did we get many chances against us or why not and then you're going to look at the defensive uh, defensive reasons but if you take people who love data uh, for instance the amount of meters player run or whatever is 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 totally not relevant because i know teams that uh, play counter football they will run less than a team that uh, play attacking football pressing so it depends completely on the style you play uh, and of course Certain data is always useful, uh, but then you really need to have specialized data. That means, uh, for instance, I would like to to see in a team which player touches the most most the ball in a team. That kind of data I will use because if that's the guy who gets the most ball most, then we need to try to eliminate him. So these kind of things you use, yes. Uh, but people love football. Is not a game that you can basically analyze. In, in, in numbers because there are always there are always exceptions and when there are exceptions that means uh, it's not applicable anymore otherwise there is no science for football football is too complex so the the data that you use need to be really in my opinion simple and and uh, it doesn't matter which level you work um, be applicable and for me the simplest is as I said how many chances did you create that tells you how offensively you were and then you work backwards why, for instance, you didn't win. What were the reasons? And the same thing, uh, how many chances did you get against you? That tells you how defensively strong you were. Because in the end, I can be very attacking, uh, create a lot of chances. And then uh, the opponent team didn't create one chance, but uh, they got one time to the goal and the referee gives them an, an, a penalty that was not a penalty. And they win and they say, yeah, but that team was better. Uh, that's not how it works. That that. Uh, but the numbers said, yeah, but they scored, so they were better. That's nonsense. So you have to be really, really uh, objective in, in the way you uh, use data in, in football. Oh, absolutely. So probably the expected goals is probably the stat that, like you said, probably you might be referring to. 
the expected goals for and the expected goal against because that actually gives a clear picture on how how good you are going forward the as goal well as, goal scoring chances yes like, like you really have a chance yes. to, to score absolutely that, that's the set yep that's the set the, 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 our second game against uh, Mumbai I remember where uh, the goalkeeper of Mumbai saved a shot from Bart that was like an un, almost impossible save normally that ball will be a goal so the, the, I don't know if you remember that that moment but for instance yeah that's how a game get decided if that ball goes inside everybody said fantastic but the goalkeeper made a save he will never make in his life again so on these these thin uh, lines football is decided it can be the referee it can be simply bad luck uh, but overall a guideline for me is always the goal chances created and the goal chances against you to, to, to finish this off when we played against the uh, uh, Chennai, uh, the six-three that we lost, till the thirty-eight minute, till the thirty-eight minute, we did not concede one chance against us, not one, and we were dominating them till TP does something really, really stupid, gives the ball to them, and uh, uh, so our goalkeeper and they score. You get uh, that bro- that broke us mentally. Uh, so. On these, and then they said, "Yeah, you have a bad defense." No, it, it, it the, the follow-up, what happened after? Yeah, that was purely mental. So you have to be really, really uh, objective in, in in what happens in football, and and numbers not always, uh, or data does not always reflect what actually really happened. True, true. Actually, mistakes you you, you can't count actually. No, you, no, you can't actually. There is there is no mistakes. one. Yeah. Yeah. There is not one coach who says to a player, for instance, uh, I heard on even on the TV those comment commenters they said, uh, yeah, that's what you get when uh, when when you want to let your goalkeeper play football. You can ask all my goalkeepers. I would not. There's only one goalkeeper in the whole league that can play a little bit of football. That is Goa goalkeeper. The rest they're all shit with football. They're not good at playing football. So my goalkeepers, I told all three of them, if you play, if you don't feel comfortable, kick the ball forward. Your first job is to keep your goal clean. So I don't push or I don't uh, criticize my goalkeepers if they don't play football. We do analyze with videos. Maybe this is a good solution or maybe that's a good solution. But a goalkeeper needs to feel comfortable. And TP, yeah, he made these he made these mistakes even last year. That's why he didn't play with me too much last year. But this year I had uh, yeah the goalkeepers were were uh, a little bit from a lower level. Uh, the other two goalkeepers behind TP, they did have zero experience, uh, so that's always risky uh, to 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 put them. But in the end, we did, and also they made mistakes. So it's it's uh, it's yeah, it is what it is. And as I said, I yep. will never tell my goalkeepers to uh, to play football if I feel that they are not good at it. I will tell them first, kick it. Your first job is to keep the goal clean. Absolutely. Yep. So yeah, probably actually, I, I would actually like to talk more, but. Probably I'd have to call time for this episode of the Nutmeg Dorina podcast as well. And thank you so much again, Ilko, for you know, saying yes to this podcast and being our special guest for this episode. Hopefully we'll have you in the future as well. And all the best for your future, whatever, even if you're continuing at the Blasters or even if you're going to choose a different path as well. So all the best. And thank you so much again to all our listeners as well. And Hopefully, we will bring more content soon. You'll see more YouTube videos from us as well and more and more podcasts in the future. So thank you so much to the listeners as again. And please, please click on the subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Help us grow. And thank you so much for your support so far as well. And 
yeah finally again once again i'd like to thank you will so much all right thank you and all the best all the best so yeah so that's it with the podcast guys now taking you to a song to end this podcast goodbye see you later